In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. This evening, I am going to say something to you that isn't true, or at least it isn't the whole truth. I'll let you figure out for now which part isn't the whole truth. One of the goals of an Ash Wednesday service is to remind us of our mortality. The words that the celebrant speaks at the imposition of ashes are an imperative. They're a command. Remember that you are dust, and to dust you shall return. The words refer not so subtly to the curse of Genesis 3. For God said to Adam, because you have listened to the voice of your wife and have eaten of the tree of which I command you, you shall not eat of it. Cursed is the ground because of you. In pain you shall eat of it all the days of your life. Thorns and thistles it shall bring forth for you, and you shall eat the plants of the field. By the sweat of your face you shall eat bread till you return to the ground, for out of it you were taken. You are dust, and to dust you shall return. When God spoke these words, not so much cursing Adam, but rather making clear the consequences of Adam's actions, he was speaking not only to our primordial ancestor, but to each and every one of us. As long as the Lord tarries, none of us will escape this end. Humanity was formed when God took dust and breathed into it the breath of life. And in that moment, Adam became a living being. However, without access to the tree of life, we are no longer living beings, at least not in the same way. Now, because of sin, we have become dying beings. For the wages of sin is death. Our bodies do their very best to keep us alive. But they, like everything else in the physical universe, are subject to entropy and decay. Paul says that the whole world was subjected to futility, and human beings are no exception. We are dust, and to dust we shall return. This is the human condition. This is the plight of humanity. This is our end. And I was reminded of this fact keenly on Sunday as I sat with Keith and Carol during what turned out to be the last hours of Carol's life. Father Martin once said to me that a priest invests in people when it doesn't matter so you earn the right, the privilege of being with them when it does matter. And it was my privilege to sit with Carol in those final hours and to pray with her and with Keith. The service I prayed with and for Carol was called Ministry to the Dying. Often it's known as Last Rites. As part of the service, I anointed Carol with oil. I made the sign of the cross on her forehead 
It was not lost on me in that moment that only a few days later I would be making the same sign on all of your foreheads as well. Not to anoint you with oil in preparation for your death, but rather with ashes to remind you that all of us will end up at that same place, ashes and dust. That is our end. When you come forward today for the imposition of ashes, you do so in solidarity with Carol and all who have lived and died before you. And you acknowledge that apart from Jesus Christ, this is my end. But it's that apart from Jesus Christ bit that makes all the difference, isn't it? It would be utterly nihilistic if we were all gathered together this evening merely to have someone say to us, remember that you are dust and to dust you shall return and then rub some ashes on our foreheads. But this isn't nihilism. We do not believe that ashes and dust are our end. We do not believe that Carol's story came to an end Sunday afternoon. You are dust and to dust you shall return is only part of the story. It is not the whole truth. Ash Wednesday is for obvious reasons, closely associated with ashes. But maybe ashes aren't the most important part of what happens today. After all, we are already a room full of ashes and dust. You, me, everyone here, everyone we know, just give us time. Ashes and dust are all around us. What matters today isn't the ashes, but rather that ashes are used to make the sign of the cross the sign of our salvation. When you come forward for the imposition of ashes, you are not merely saying, this is my end. On the contrary, you are saying loudly and unequivocally, apart from Jesus Christ, this may be my end. But it is not ashes and dust that define me, but the cross of Jesus Christ. For it is not the ashes which define the cross, but the cross that gives definition to the ashes. It is the cross that redeems our decay. It is the cross that undoes the curse that was spoken to Adam. Which means that the cross undoes the very words I will speak to you as I impose ashes on your forehead. For you are dust, and to dust you shall return. But thanks be to God, because of the cross of Jesus Christ, you are far more than dust, and from the dust you shall rise again. The cross redeems the dust. 
the decay, the despair, the disorder, and even death itself. If I didn't believe that, what would I have said to Keith this past Sunday? What would I have said to Carol in the last hours of her life? It is the great creative power of God, not only to create life from dust, but to give eternal life back to dust. To once again breathe into dust the breath of life and make us all living creatures once again. God has done it before. He will do it again. Of course, our human nature is to want to earn this great gift. But the sign of the cross made in ashes on our forehead speaks a word to us about that as well. The sign of the cross does not say to us, if you want to rise from the dust again, here is what you must do. Rather, the sign of the cross says to us, I have already done it for you. I have already paid the price for your sin. I have already made atonement to make sure that dust is not your end. Yours is but to repent and believe. So that is what we will do in the rest of this service. Not to earn rising again from the dust, but in response the tremendous gift that God has already given us in the cross of Jesus Christ. For our sins may be many, but his mercy is infinite. And we may return to the dust from which we came. But because of the cross of Jesus Christ, from the dust we will rise again. Breathing life into dust is what God does. And one day, he will do it again. Amen.